Ooh, yeah. Slice me up and toss me into a salad. This is Eric Adams coming in with the Musings of Men podcast. I'm alone today because ain't nobody else around. So Kyle's sick, Andy's in God knows where. So it's just me today. Um, last week we took a little break because it's Thanksgiving, spend time with family, you know, very important. It's a very important thing to me. It's family, you know, and cause you, you only spend, so you only have so much time with them and it's so limited if you think about it in, um, the grand scheme of life up until about, you know, when you're 18 years old, um, you spent 90% of the time that you will ever spend with them on average, with them by the time you're 18. So in an effort to maximize time with that, um, I decided to not do the podcast last week, you know, take a little chill break Been uh, been busy uploading most weeks anyways. So thought as well, you know, might, might just, you know, just get out on a week. Why not? But, um, in any case, family is pretty important. Um, and a building block of, a successful human being so there you have it it's an interesting thought i had but um where do i begin let's see well i guess how was my thanksgiving it was good Uh, i had a couple y'all actually ask which was pretty awesome um and i got some feedback on the podcast as well from some somebody i knew back in high school who moved away and um, it was the first time I heard from him in a while and I was really happy to hear from him, but he basically said that, um, well, he, he, he praised it essentially, which is awfully nice to hear because I just do it for fun anyway. And he said it, it helps him out in his day to day. And I appreciate that. So if you're listening, you know who you are and we're, uh, we're stoked that you're enjoying it. Um, another thing that was asked is, do we have any topics we used to in the very, very beginning, we would have we would try to have a topic of some kind that then would segue into whatever chaos would ensue. And nowadays, chaos just ensues and there is no topic. We just kind of start recording and see where it goes, which I think is a really good, um, really good way to do it because it, it keeps your options open and you don't have to do any planning. I remember back in the early days, we did a lot of planning for each episode and it it got it got a little bit much sometimes you know because we weren't able to um, hit everything we wanted to and it was time consuming and overall less fun than just chatting it up kind of like we are these days and uh, this is the the ultimate form of the podcast we believe that's the thing like an idea that you might have right now or something you can think of from your past that evolved and changed it did that because that was the best thing for it in the end, I feel. And the same with this podcast. I feel like that the best way for that, for, for it to be what it is now and have, you know, over a thousand listeners can like continuous listeners as of recording this um, is, you know, just letting the flow, free flow conversation, musings of men, musings that just occur on the random on the daily, which is, what we're all about so yeah speaking of musings uh been going on a lot of, been going on a lot of walks lately um it's been a it's been a theme of mine in my life for 
um, a number of years now, but I love to walk because it's, it, it allows me, it's kind of a meditation in a way. And it all ties into musing because when you're out there on a walk, it's just you and your thoughts, you know, and you're able to, you're able to think about everything and you're able to process things and kind of unpack the certain things in your mind, like mentally that you have and sort through any problems that you might be going through at the time. And I, I really do genuinely feel that that's the best way that you can do it is by going on these walks. And that's something that I try to do every single day. Um, and, you know, besides the, you know, how it's good for your mental health and all it's, it's one of the best things you can do for your physical health. Like, I think science has shown that if you, so I, I, I'm, I'm kind of a health nut, which is, which is kind of gnarly. But one of the things that I learned um, recently was that if you exercise just three hours a week, like, like pretty, not easy, but like moderate exercise for three hours a week, you can reduce your risk of cancer by nearly like 30% or something like that, something crazy, you know, it's a dramatic decrease, maybe even 40. Um, and so, so I guess what I could talk about is some ways to lead a healthy lifestyle in all aspects of it. Um, so we, we can go through mental, physical, and emotional well-being, um, you know, people, relationships, all that, which, you know, we, we do go into detail here. Um, I like to have a personal connection with my, well, with the, the listeners of the podcast. I like to have a personal connection. I like to just kind of flow all of my ideas in my head, not really have a filter on anything I say and just kind of let it go. And I feel like that's very important. It's important to have that kind of dialogue because then it allows for you to analyze yourself and for others to analyze you and, you know, to just to, to get some things out there that may in the end benefit you to do so in whatever way that might be. Now in life, you can do that. You can, you know, talk to your friends about anything that's going on. And, you know, I would encourage you to find a space to do that because it's an extremely important part of your life to be able to express to others, your, um, your feelings, your emotions, your, you know, your thoughts and all that, I feel like it's really important to do so, you know, promotes overall well-being because then you're not keeping it all trapped in a box, you know, because all that's going to do is explode one day, like a big old bomb. Ain't good. Not good at all. Let's see if I can start it. physical well-being. It's, it's something that I find a lot of people struggle with and all of the aspects of health, they all combine together into one, you know, into one big thing. It's not particularly one thing or another thing that will either, that will set you ahead. It's, it's all in combination. Um, all of those things together, you know, help you lead a, a healthy, um, successful life. And there's a lot of aspects to it physically. We'll start there. All right. So if so so the way that physical I mean exercise is one 
you know, one, one giant aspect of it, but there's so many different ways to exercise and things you can do. Not even, you don't even need to go to a gym. I don't go to a gym. I've, I've never gone to a gym. I don't like working out in front of people. It gets me self-conscious. I really don't like it. I feel like I'm being judged all the time, which, you know, that, I don't know. I, I would always feel like I would be, but I go for walks, long walks, you know, sometimes a run, skateboard, surf, you know, getting outside is essential. And I found that um, I've done a little research and uh, with the whole getting outside thing, you know, Americans these days um, have a vitamin, like overall, we have a vitamin D deficiency. And the easiest way to get that is to soak up some sun. You know, 20 minutes a day at least is what, you know, people suggest, scientists suggest you should do if you want to have a healthy vitamin D level. Now, I may tend to get a little bit more than that or a lot bit more than that. But vitamin D is essential for, you know, energy creation and, and oh, your overall energy level and your stoke, your stoke levels are boosted with the higher levels of vitamin D. And, you know, I prefer to be stoked because, who doesn't, who, who wants to, you know, feel bad all the time. Right. So getting outside, walking around, running around, you know, again, it doesn't have to be a lot, maybe an hour a day or something. I mean, this is stuff we all learned in elementary school, I'm sure, but it's so true. And, um, you know, the American population overall is very unhealthy, um, because they don't, have they they haven't made the changes in their lifestyle to help themselves be healthy because in the end you're the only one that's going to help yourself um ain't nobody going to do it for you so if you decide one day that you you get up you're like you know what i'm tired of this shit i want to be healthy i want to feel good and i want to have energy which yeah three things that everybody wants you know and but there are ways you can do that and throughout my life i've um, experienced all sorts of stages of this, you know, I've not been this healthy. Um, I've not felt this good and I've not eaten this well. And I felt the effects of all of that. And the more you train your body to do so, to do all these things that will in the end help you, the more that you're going to succeed. And the more that you're going to see your quality of life go up, your clarity of mind, everything ties into this. And another aspect of this, it's, you know, of equal importance is what you eat. This is arguably the biggest one too, I'd say. The biggest one I can think of is, you know, because what you put in, you are what you eat at the end of the day. And that's, that's the truth, whether you like to, you know, admit it or not. If you're feeding yourself, you know, pizza and wings and, you know, fried food all the time, you're not going to feel good. And you may not notice it, at first, it might take you, you know, it, it might take you a couple of weeks of eating healthy just to realize how bad you felt, you know, or I, for, for somebody like me who eats healthily, if I eat something bad, I generally, you know, feel that day, not so great. And it's, it's tied into what you eat, your energy levels are, you know, impacted by that, your clarity of mind you know, what you're able, how, how sharp your mind is kind of on, on the daily, um, is affected by what you eat, you know, cause there's, you, you get brain fog when you eat bad food and you, 
you know, the, all that goes away when you start to eat right and treat your body right. Your body is a temple at the end of the day, whether you like to admit it or not, your body is a temple and it's the only one you got. So you can't ignore it. You can't neglect it. You can't let it fall behind. You can't, you know, you just, you just can't be doing all that because it's the only one you got at the end of the day and treat it right. Treat it right. And eating, eating healthy foods is, you know, the best way to do it, arguably, because and, and it's not how much you eat either. People say, oh, you know, I only had one slice of pizza today. Oh, you're not doing yourself any favors. A, you're not eating enough. And then B, you're not putting the right kind of foods in your body. Now, the right kind of foods include, you know, fruits, vegetables, healthy proteins, you know, bread. I've found it is good. It is good, but it has a lot of, it slows down your digestive system to the point where it impacts your energy levels. So for instance, you go to Olive Garden, right? And you eat, you know, a dozen breadsticks. You're going to be feeling, and pasta, pasta and pizza. You're going to be feeling a little bit slow the next day. And the reason for that is because the gluten in the food will bog down your digestive system and slow everything, then kind of clog it up a little bit. So what you got to do is eat, eat clean. If you eat clean, you feel clean. And if you feel clean on the inside, you're going to feel great on the outside. And that's just the natural effect of it. You know, if you have, you know, so I, I always incorporate, you know, fruit and vegetables and meat into every single meal. Don't, I mean, if you go, if you, if you go full vegetarian, what is going to happen over, the course of many years is you're going to have some vitamin deficiencies if you do it how most people do it. I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not an expert, but what I can tell you is my experience. And my experience is my mother, she, um, she recently had uh, a seizure of some kind, which in the end was caused by a vitamin deficiency because she wasn't getting vitamin B12, which comes from meat and protein which is not found, which she had none of in her diet. So it took, it took years for her levels of B12 to get so depleted that it caused, it, it tripped this neurological wire in her mind that was like something's wrong, press the reset button kind of deal. So in the end, you got to eat a balanced diet because a balanced diet is going to give you the best range of, I get range of motion, so to speak, in your daily life. Now, if so, in combination of eating right, staying physically fit, that is, those are two um, enormous, enormously impactful things on your overall quality of life too, you know, and, and just how, how well you're doing overall. And it's, it's essential to, to, to keep up with those things and maintain them because, and, and it's, and it's easier and easier to do so as time progresses, as you continue with these diets and with these but it's not even a diet. It's just a, a choice. You know, it's, it's a choice of whether or not it, it takes commitment. That's the thing. It takes commitment, but you have to look long-term. You've got to see, you know, the, um, you know, what you're doing to your body and the end of the day makes so much of a difference to every aspect of your life. Um, so you don't got to go as crazy as me. I walked 12 miles today, which is a lot even for me. Um, but I did it because 
I want to be outside. I want to, you know, it's beautiful. It's December now, December 5th. And it's, it was 80 degrees yesterday and it's 75 today and it's going to be in the seventies this entire week. So kind of, kind of crazy, but South Carolina weather is primo. So we're doing that. But another aspect of, you know, a healthy overall life, I would say is your mental well-being. Now, this is a huge one. This can impact, you know, everything from, you know, how well you do in school or at work. It can impact your sleep. It can impact, you know, your energy levels and everything. And, and you've got to, you've got to, you know, there are certain things that you just can't control. Maybe you have depression, maybe you have anxiety, but there are things you can do to help those. And I've done a little, done a little bit of, you know, looking around to, to, to see some of these things and figure them out. Oh, stay hydrated, by the way. <clears throat> I just drank some water for those of y'all listening. Stay, um, Americans on average are extremely dehydrated. And this is one of the most powerful tools that you have to, to you know, remaining healthy. A lot of people do not drink enough water. And I mean, yeah, I use the bathroom about 25 times a day, but your brain loves water and it functions well when it's well hydrated. So you'll have even better mental clarity and you'll be able to think will be able to think clearer about everything and make better decisions and think quicker, you know, and be more sharp if you drink a lot of water. That's just a fact. Also, if you want to lose weight, the best thing you can do is stay off the sodas, drink water, eat right, and exercise. It's tough, but, you know, once you get in a routine, um, that's a huge way to do it. So to continue mental health, I'm not an expert in any of these, by the way, it's just my own observations based on, uh, look, I'm a human and I've lived life and I'm very introspective and very self-aware of everything that's going on as well as in, I like to think I'm in tune with myself and that I'm in touch with my emotions and my overall well-being, and it's a huge part of my life. And I think it's, it's given me a lot of, it's helped me out in a lot of ways. It's prevented a lot of bad things from happening. It's, um, you know, I, I, I've gotten to know myself better over the years because of it. And it allows me to um, be a more effective communicator when it comes to, you know, my emotions and my thoughts, um, and in everyday life. And if you're in touch with yourself, being in touch with yourself is huge, you know? And if I think that you've, you've entered a new, um, you've entered a, a new level kind of, um, of a new state of mind when you can sit in a room alone with your thoughts and be content and just and, and sit with them and you know feel them and you know be with them because a lot of people can't do that i've come to know and i was i was unaware of this really up until recently when i did some asking around i'm like yo what do you think about this is i'm a curious person i'm curious about humans i'm curious about you know kind of how people work how people function i'm curious about all that stuff 
And um, so I, I got some opinions from people. And that's one of the things that I, I came to know is that people generally are not, at least the people who I'm around, we're talking college, you know, folks, um, and even some older folks, you know, they're not comfortable um, being alone in a room with their thoughts. And I wonder to myself, now, why is that? Why is that? Do they not have a good inner dialogue? Do they have a lot of dark thoughts that they don't know where it comes from? Do they have a lot of unsolved problems in their head um, that they need to work through themselves in order to be more in touch with themselves so that they can then, you know, be comfortable sitting alone in a room by themselves with their thoughts. Why is that? I wondered, I wonder why is that? And I did some thinking, I did some thinking about it. And those are the conclusions, which I drew again, I'm not an expert. I don't know jack shit about, you know, anything at the end of the day. But I used my intuition. I was introspective. I thought about what um, the information I gathered from people. And I made a hypothesis based on that scientific method. School. Let's go. So I think um, some of the reasons people are having a hard time with that is that, you know, they have a lot of unsolved issues of their own that they need to work through in order to be comfortable by themselves. That's probably the biggest thing that I can say. Probably one of the biggest things, you know, and if people tend to ignore things. Some people, I guess, would tend to ignore things when they're wrong. And when something seems off, they don't ask themselves why they don't, they don't ask the questions you know, they don't have an inner dialogue with themselves being like, now, why is this? Why did I feel this way when this thing happened? And why is this? Why does this bother me? You know, why does this bother me? And those are the questions you've got to ask yourself. So say you have an issue. Say um, I don't have a good example off, off the dome, but say like somebody um and, and this is the kind of thing that therapists are paid to do. So if you can help yourself by kind of, you know, getting in your, cause you're the best person to evaluate how you feel you are. Um, but in the same space, you have to be self-critical and you have to question yourself and question your logic and question what you're thinking and why you're thinking it. And that's a, probably the easiest way I can explain that is you've just got to be able to ask yourself the questions that, you know, you, you might not want to ask. You might be afraid to ask, you know, you, you might not want to know the answer to, but you have to explore it. You have to go deep and you've got to get in your head and you've got to explore the options and explore the possible answers to the questions that, you know, persist, whether you think about them or not, that impact how you feel or why you react to something a certain way, you know, like, um, I'm trying to think of a, an example. Again, not an expert at all. Like if you, um, if you saw a movie, um, and it was about, let's see, 
I don't know. No, this is going to be really dark, so bear with me. But actually, no, no, I don't want to do that. I don't have an example. I'm terrible on the spot. I put myself on the spot and I failed. How about that? I think another big thing is you've got to admit that you're not perfect. Ain't nobody perfect. And if you hold yourself to a perfectionist standard, then you're going to be very unhappy overall in life. You're just going to be really unhappy because you're not allowing yourself, you know, to be human because humans mess up, you know, humans are not perfect. We do. We are imperfect beings just by virtue of existing, you know, and so you're never going to score hundred percent on the test. You're never going to, you know, always have the right answer toward anything. And you're never going to fully understand somebody else's situation enough to, you know, not push them over the edge on something random, but, uh, you know, you, you just, you're, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Never was, never will be. But if you acknowledge that it can go a long way, it can go a long way in kind of humbling yourself and realizing that, you know, you're just another creature on earth and yeah, we can all strive for perfection in any aspect of life that we want. But the reality is, you know, you can only, you can control certain, certain things, but don't, you do not need to worry about the things that you can't control. And that is the hardest thing. Even for me, I have a tough time reminding myself that I can't control X, Y, and Z. So I don't need to worry about it. I worry about it. I worry a lot about a lot of things and that's a flaw of mine. Um, and you've got to be open and honest with yourself. You, and, and, and we are humans are masters of um, we dissolute ourselves more than we dissolute anybody else. We're more dishonest with ourselves than we would like to believe. And I know you're sitting there right now. You're like, Oh no, I'm not. You don't know me. But that's just the honest truth about, you know, the human condition. You know, that's the human condition is that we tend to dissolute ourselves more than we will anybody else. We try to hide from our own truths from ourselves. We try to, you know, we try to hide from ourselves about, you know, the things that are true. And what, if you're aware of those things, you can catch them. And when you catch them, then you can rectify them at like when you see them, you'd be like, I, I got to stop lying to myself. If you have a funny feeling about something, then something's probably off. Like if you decide one day, you know, that you don't like your job, you know, but you stick with it anyway. Now, why do you stick with your job? Well, it provides stability income, but what are the effects of this job? What are the negative effects of this job? And do the effects outweigh, you know, the benefits? And if it's having an impact on your happiness and your overall well-being, then that is a key, you know, that, 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 that's, a, that's a key point that you need to ask those questions to realize those things in order to make a change in your life. A lot of people have a hard time with making a change in their lives and with, um, you know, realizing that a situation is bad, excuse me, and to have a hard time getting out of it. Um, and, and I ask myself, you know, why is that? 
because personally for me, that's never been the case. Whenever I was dissatisfied with something, I always was, I always recognized it. Well, so it took a long time, obviously, but I recognized it and I made a, I made the move in the right direction away from it and whatever it might be with, it was jobs with people, whatever, you know? And so it's something that you got to think about because it, I believe personally that happiness is the most important thing that you can have in your life because a lot of society, they will, you know, in, in, in an attempt, bring you down if you let it. And so you've got to, you know, you have this, these jobs, right? Now, a job is different from a career because a job is something that you're forced to do that you would not do if you weren't paid money to do it. That can have an effect on your happiness. If you want to live a happy life and you don't want to be bogged down by, you know, any of this other stuff, you don't want to have, you know, a shitty job. You don't want to have a a life where you're unsatisfied. If you're feeling unsatisfied at the end of the day, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing with your life? You have to recognize it. You have to ask yourself the questions that are hard to ask, but you got to do it if you want to have a better life. You know, that's just how it is. And something might push you over the edge. You know, say you got to scrub down the bathroom a few too many times. That'll push anybody over the edge. I'll tell you what that did for me one time. But the thing is, once you once you do make a change, you will see the effects almost immediately because you'll transition into something. And here's a big problem as well that does play into this. People go into careers that they don't want because they don't know what they want. You need to ask yourself what you want and you need to spend the proper time figuring that out. Because if you don't spend the proper time to figure out what you want and where you want to be in life and where you see yourself, envision envision yourself a future. Envision in yourself, say for me, I'll just do an example. For me, I want to have, and it takes a long time to develop these two because, and they change over time. So if they change, all you got to do is reevaluate and, you know, make it, make plans accordingly, I guess. For me, I value stability and I value family and I value, I will, I like nice things. That's a, that's a third. Um, and I envision my future as, a house, you know, white picket fence, beautiful wife, some kids, you know, my car in the driveway, cutting the grass on a Saturday with a dog, you know, and playing guitar on the back porch with some sweet tea, you know, maybe not oceanfront view, but uh, if I can afford it, I love it. Doesn't need, don't, don't need a lot, you know, don't need a lot. Not in the city, in the country, you know, definitely be able to see the stars and not get away from all the hustle and bustle of the big city, you know, not my thing. That's the kind of life that I value. I value security and I value stability, two things. And if you figure out what your values are, what you, what you value for a life that you want for yourself, then you'll be able to find a life where you can be satisfied Think to yourself, where would I, when, where would I be satisfied at? And what, you know, what, what do I want? And this could take years to figure out. 
It could take months. It could take weeks. It could take days even if you're quick. But you've got to ask yourself those questions. And when you do, you'll see the result is that, holy shit, I know what I want. And when you know what you want, you can have the motivation to get there. Another thing, motivation is huge. If you don't have the motivation to do anything, then you're going to live, you're going to lead a life of um, missing out on opportunities and, you know, a life of, you know, lacking fulfillment. Uh, and, and one thing as well, I just remind, was reminded of is, you know, the, the, I believe that there are two paths that you can take in life, two paths, one of which is the path of freedom, but no responsibility and your life is kind of meaningless, or you can choose a life of having responsibility and therefore giving meaning to your life. So inversely, if you have no responsibility in your life, then your life will be meaningless because nothing you do and your happiness will suffer because of that. Like nothing you do will matter if you do not assume any responsibility. Now, if you assume responsibility and you're like, you know what? I want to have a job. I want to have a life. Get a life. This is the most important thing to do is get a life. Because once you have a life, all the things fall into place. If you assume responsibility and push yourself out of your comfort zone to do it, you're going to succeed and you'll be a happier person because of it. That's very important to understand that responsibility will then grant you freedom. It'll grant you happiness and meaning meaning in your life. Uh, what is the meaning of life? It's not responsibility. I have yet to figure that one out. But what I can tell you is that assuming responsibility in your life will give your life meaning. You'll be happy. You'll be satisfied. You'll want to do it. You'll feel good about it. You'll feel accomplished at the end of the day. These are very important things I find in my life. I find in a lot of other people's lives. You know, if you're not where you want to be, look, and another problem is that people measure their success based on other people's success. That's a major issue. What you got to do is measure your success based on your past self. Look a year ago. Look, no, look a month ago. Look two. Look six. Look a year. Look two years, five years, ten years. If you have made progress and if you're overall a better person, more capable, happier, then you've succeeded. That's how you should measure success is based on your, your former self. Look back. See, could that guy have done what I just did today? Or could that guy have done what I did even five years ago? That's how you measure success. Well, the guy 10 years ago would have been able, would, is he able to do what the guy five years ago just did? But what now you've done 10 years later? The answer is yes, then you're winning. You win in a life. Don't get down because somebody else is on a different path of, you know, it's on a path of their own success because the reality is, their success level might be a lot higher than yours. It may be, you know, say Elon Musk. All right. I ain't no Elon Musk. I never will be. 
But the thing is, I can look at my former self and realize, you know what? I've come a long way than I was two years ago. I've come a long way. And that's huge. I'm not Elon Musk. Now, Elon Musk, he may have hit a brick wall because he's thinking, wow, I've done all these things. What's next? You know, I'm a very much what's next oriented kind of person. I always think, okay, this is done. What do I do now? What's next? Keep me busy. Let's go. Come on, success. Um, And I, I would have to, I know that there's some sort of test that like, tells you what type of person you are, like an Enneagram or whatever. I never did that. I don't know. But I believe that there is a certain um, type that I'm that, that, that I'm one of those types that is very success, progress, and, you know, success motivated, I guess. Like if I can accomplish X, Y, and Z, I will be happy kind of deal. Or if I don't, I'll be unhappy. And that's just how it is. So I want to succeed. I want to make progress on things, whatever they might be. And that's just a huge part of who I am. I'm very goal-driven, very, you know, success-driven. And I'm a very motivated person. Now, you may not be that way, and that's just fine. Nobody's the same. And you shouldn't measure your success, you know, based on mine. Because that would be just that would that wouldn't be comparable. It's not comparable. You can only compare yourself to your former self for validation of success. I think another thing that people need to ask themselves and people need to find out and understand, especially when you're in college and in high school. And beyond even, because these things, they keep on developing is, you know, ask yourself, what are my values? What do I value in life? Now, who am I as a person? And what values coincide with that? And I've found that when it comes to relationships and stuff, it's not so much, it's not interests, in fact, at all, that dictate whether you will be good for each other. It's values. It's moral values those will dictate whether or not you will be compatible with somebody else. Because if I was with somebody who, actually, I don't want to give an example for that one, but values are incredibly important in life to have. Because if you don't have values, if you don't have, you know, moral values, for an example, then you probably may do some questionable things. You may think to yourself, now, why did I do that? Why did I do that? Well, I didn't either think about it or I don't have the moral compass to decide, you know, where right and wrong stops and where I, where I should stop, you know? You got to catch yourself sometimes when you're going down that kind of road. But in the end, everybody's got I think I feel like humanity is overall good, and we all um, more unilaterally have a good um, moral compass. Most of us, and I I think that's a great thing. I think that humanity overall is good. There's a lot of good that comes from humanity, um, and 
we tend to get stuck on the negative things the most. I think people in general are, um, you know, if you ever hear good news and bad news in one day, which one sticks with you more? It's going to be the negative stuff. It's going to be the bad news because that has more emotional weight to it than the good news. And I've, I've found that that's pretty true in my day-to-day life and in studies that people have done. And if you think about, if you ever gotten, you know, you ever had a week where you had a mostly good week overall, but you had two or three kind of bad things happen. You will think about those bad things and those bad moments way more than you will the good stuff and the good moments. And when you, when you find yourself doing that, you got to think, you got to think about the good stuff too. You got to give that good stuff just as much light as you're giving the bad stuff. And that'll change your whole mindset. Cause all of a sudden you'll be thinking to yourself, like, Hey, you know, things ain't so bad. We got it good. We're doing good. You know, I did good this week. I had a good day despite this and this happening. I had a good day overall. And if you think about it, you'll start having a lot of really good days, you know, something I'm, I'm just spewing some random thoughts at you right today. And I think they're interesting. So maybe you'll find them interesting. I don't know. Trying to think of some more stuff to say. I don't know what time we got, but it's probably around an hour at this point. But um, anyway, traveling, right? So I had to, I had to fly for Thanksgiving because um, my car done broke, got smashed real bad. But um, I did not. I'm kind of over it. I'm over flying. I'm over it. I don't like the whole experience. I'd, I'd much rather it's it's complicated. It's hard. You know, it's exhausting, right? It's exhausting. Not something I really want to do now. You'd ask me this a year ago, I'd be like, let's hop on a plane. Let's get her done. You know, and now I'm like, the last thing I want to do is get on a damn plane and change airports in Charlotte again. And two hour later in Charlotte, dude, could not have done more walking around that damn airport. I walked five miles, you know, and I hate late night flights too. I found that if I, if I get anything less than seven hours of sleep, I will not function properly that day. And my flight got in about midnight. I got back here at about 1231 and I had to be up at seven. I skipped my classes that day. I did. I did not get up. at. I got up at seven. I was like, this ain't worth it. You know, it's a Monday. What really am I going to do? You know, so I didn't do nothing. Laid in bed all day. Had a great day. It was awesome. Chilling, you know, got some work done, studied. Finals are next week. Um, and to be honest with you, I haven't done a lot this week. And that kind of scares me. I've done, I've done a presentation. I've, I've actually did one final already that I didn't know I had at all. I had no idea that my final was, it was two days ago. 
I didn't remember. I, I thought it was a week from that day, but I walk in and teacher's like, hey, we got our final today. And I'm like, we got a what? You know, all right, dude, we're doing that. So I didn't. And here's the thing. Like, I feel like at this point, if it's in my brain, it's in my brain. If it ain't, it ain't. And it ain't going to be in there come Tuesday. So what's the what's the rush? You know, I'm never I'm not a crammer. I can't cram. Um, we'll never cram because all it does is create, you know, more stress than I need. And I, I rode my hard. I rode myself really hard last month. And like for like about a month and a half or so, been riding myself super hard studying like three hours a day on average. And, you know, it's exhausting. I don't want to be doing that for, I don't want to, I don't have, I don't have that in me anymore. And plus I've already done all my work. So I kind of don't know what else to do at this point. There's only so much staring at a page you can do before you don't really know what you're doing. You don't really know what more you can get out of it but i got two more exams next week um everything else is good but you know one of them's math so we're gonna struggle through that one hopefully do all right um i calculated that if i got like a 60 or no if i got a 55 i would on the final exam i would still pass the class so you know aiming for higher but you know just just so i know you know that's that's where we're at there um, funny enough, it's a credit that I already have, but for some reason they did not, they overlooked that when they made my schedule. So I had to, I guess, retake that class. So that's where we're at with that. But um, everything happens for a reason. So maybe even if I do fail the class overall, which I don't think will happen, honestly, but if it were to, I'd still have that credit, that same credit that I could use and then still continue. So for what that's worth but in the end you know that's where it's at um as far as my other one is for my marine science lecture class and you know, again you don't got to listen to this if you don't want to but if you're curious humor me all right so she is the my professor for that class is the second lowest rated at the entire school so it, that that just tells you all you need to know. Ain't nobody in there doing well. So there you go. But um, yeah, so that's that. Picking up my car next week, guaranteed. So I'm stoked on that. Cannot wait to get my baby back. Um, I miss her. I miss her so much. Big, big miss. It's been like two months since my crash. Two months. Since I got T-boned real hard. And uh, I went over there yesterday. Actually, it was kind of fun. Um, and I was planning on scolding them because they promised it to me yesterday. And I called on Monday and I was like, yo, you said it this week. And they're like, JK, next week. And I'm like, you're fucking kidding, right? You're kidding. Because I leave next weekend. Well, technically... Um, that's when, you know, final exams finish. Of course, I'm done on Wednesday with that or Thursday, I forget, but I'll still have, you know, a good bit of that week. I'll have all weekend. I don't want to travel on Sunday. 
Don't want to travel on the weekend. Weather doesn't look too good. I'll travel on Monday. Plus, the weather looks, you know, good for beach around here. So I want to go in and get some surfing in before, you know, I'm gone for a month. But that's that. Getting the car back next week. Super stoked. You know, two months is a long time to go without a car. And I miss I miss my stoke mobile. You know, I miss her. Uh, but you know, it's the only car I've uh, I named. I actually named this car. I named her Caroline. I like that name a lot, actually. Name Caroline. It's one of my favorite names. Um, so miss her. I'll uh, update y'all when I get her back. But in any case, we'll be stoked for that. So um, that's a that's a good thing. Then I'll go home on Monday, and I'll be back in Virginia for about a month or so before I head back down here for my second semester. And we'll do, um, I'll get the boys together and do a semester overview um, in about a week or two, I'll try two weeks or so. So when everybody's back, we'll get them all together and we'll hang out and we'll, you know, do a little thing on that. So uh, look forward to that. But um, yeah, that's that's the thing we're doing. So in any case, let's see, what's my quote? Oh, media of the week. Uh, I forget if I did this before. I probably did. I did Miami Vice already. I can't do that again. That's a bummer. I've been watching a lot of Miami Vice, but to choose another one, I would have to say Hallmark movies. They slap. I don't care what you say. I don't care where you're from or who you are, but Hallmark movies are some of the best, dude. They're just the best. They have the best storylines. They have the best conclusions. It's always a happy ending, dude. Always a happy ending. And you know what's going to happen, but the drama that they put in, you know, in the middle to like mix you up, you know, you're like, wait, what? I thought they were going to work, dude. Now they're not going to work, but then they do work. It's nutty, dude. It's nutty. I love it. So Hallmark movies, that's the media of the week. Go watch them. It's the countdown to Christmas on the Hallmark channel. Check it out. Check it out. Um, so my quote this week. Let's see. I always draw a blank on this, but I, I've heard a lot of philosophical stuff this week. Um, I would honestly have to say, you know, what burns must bronze. It's my quote of the week. You know? What burns must bronze because you're out in the sun. Yeah, you might get a sunburn or whatever, right? But it'll bronze and then you'll have a sick tan. And, you know, who doesn't want a sick tan? So what burns must bronze? That's that. Let's see. My dude of the week this week. It's going to have to be. That's be the, the guys at the body shop where my car is at. Really nice people. I love their dog. I come in and I pet their dog every time I'm there. And I I like the work that they do. Um, I'm really stoked. I, I like um I like them. They're just the really honest, genuine people who ain't gonna rip you off and they're gonna tell you how it is, which I appreciate. 
So I, I, I appreciate them for their honesty and for their hard work and dedication. So guys at the body shop, thank y'all. Um, a moment of the week. Let's see. I had a really good day yesterday. Like a really good day. Woke up, felt great, went to class, beautiful weather out, went in the library, hung with some people I knew, um, heard about the car, then I went on a date. What? What? I went on a date, dude? What is going on? Yeah, I've decided, you know, why not start dating again? It's fun. You know, maybe something will become of it. Who knows? But I went on a date, so it was really sick. Nice girl, nice girl. But um, yeah, when I had Starbucks, dude, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I enjoyed my time. She's interesting girl, really nice. So yeah, went on a date. Gotta say that's the moment of the week because that's first time I went on a proper date in a bit. You know, of course I've you know hung out, whatever day, but like, yeah, it's good. Enjoyed it. Had a really good day yesterday. Popped in my AirPods and like the perfect song came on, dude. So you know it's a good day when that happens. But had a great day. So, and I hope you have a great day. But um, yeah. Thank you all for listening to uh, this episode of the Musings of Men podcast. Follow us on Instagram at the Musings of Men. And uh, if you have a question about life, dude, email us at themusingsofmen at gmail.com. You know, blow it up, dude. Blow it up. But um, yeah, so that's it for this week. Hopefully, we'll have the boys back next week. If not, I will find another thing to talk about. I got plenty. But um, yeah, so that's about it. Stay stoked, be good, and stay safe. Later, y'all. Peace.